Thank you for tuning in to Texas Grand Chapel's official podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and rate and review the podcast and send it to a friend. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Texas Grand Chapel or visit our website, texasgrandchapel.org. Enjoy the podcast. TGC, welcome back for episode two. My name is Lance Morris. I'm the youth director at Texas Grand Chapel. And right across from me, the bald man with a plan himself. This is Matt Etter, the worship pastor at Texas Grand Chapel. I hope you're all doing well. So, I have a very, I have a, I have a question. Okay. It's a very serious question, and it's something that we highly debate uh, at youth group a lot. Okay. So, I thought I would ask you. Okay. Is cereal a soup? Is cereal a soup? Yeah. Well, I've never really thought of it as a soup, so I'm going to have to say no. No? No. Interesting. What do you think? I don't know. I've heard a lot of good arguments about is it a soup, is it not a soup. Uh, I was just curious. It was something, so this debate uh, basically started at youth camp on the way there on the bus. Uh Uh-huh. Because it was like an hour and a half away, and we had a, a bus full of like 14 kids, and so we got into this. And y'all talked about whether or not cereal was a soup? Cause yeah. I, I can attest that on any youth trip, I don't think I ever talked about that. I was, well, never mind. That's for another day. <laughs> for another day, of course, of well, course. Never. But we're on episode two. Yes. So we just released episode one, and uh, everyone seemed to have liked it, so I guess we're here for episode two. Um, but we're on the second week of good news. Yes. We're on the yes. second week of good news. And, uh, man, I got to tell you what, I loved this sermon. Absolutely loved it. Uh, because w- the premise of it, or at least what I, the thing that I got the most out of it, right? I th- actually think it was point one on in Pastor Steve's sermon is preach every day, use words if, ne- if necessary. Yes. What do you think that means? Oh, man. To so, <clears throat> to me, I think that means being loving and being kind in your actions. Yeah. And having that body language of approachable, of being approachable. And I think that's really what that means, at least to me, because I know that I can, uh, just kind of putting myself out there, I guess, uh, I know personally I can be at a spot where mentally I'm focused on something and I seem very unapproachable. Yeah. You know, what about you? Um, I think immediately I come back to the scripture of, you know, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Mm. And our actions speak louder than our words sometimes. Yeah. I know our, our, our mannerisms may not always portray that we're very approachable. Right. Right. I can, I mean, that's, when I get focused on something, that's how it, wor- that's how it works with me. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's something I have to really, you know, be careful of. Um, but there was a, it was really interesting the way he talked about that. Because right now I'm reading through First Samuel, yeah. like in my quiet time. Um, and I'm at the part now where it talked about how Saul was trying to kill David. And this is after David slayed Goliath, but before David became king. Right. Because at, the po- at this point, Saul was still king. Um, and David was doing these 
mighty and amazing things. Like, this man was slaying the Philistines. Like, they were talking thousands upon thousands. They would, he would go out and do these missions or go out and do these campaigns uh, in, you know, fighting back against the Philistines and would just blow them out of the water. Utterly, like, just blow them out of the water. But... And the reason why he said that, like the reason why he was able to do that in the in in this scripture, it talks about is because God was with David. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting because David would do all these things, and Saul was getting jealous this entire time. Right. This entire time he was getting jealous, and Saul was like, "No, I'm going to kill him," and try to have him killed to the point where David had to run away. But that's later on. I'm at. I'm not quite there yet, but. Um, but I like, it was really interesting because preach every day, use words if you have to. Um, when we do that, the world isn't always going to like it. You know, I agree. The world's not always going to like that. I also tend to wonder what the world thinks of when they hear the word preach. I would almost say it's kind of a negative connotation. It is. To you me, know. it is. To me, it's very negative. Yeah, I think of someone standing up there, you know, just talking about fire and brimstone, or, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, always telling me what I'm doing wrong, which is right. not this sermon series. This right, is, right. You know, the good news: we've been changed. Our lives have been changed. We need to live it out, not right, not just talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of it kind of falls back on this on this notion of. If you're not actively, you know, showing your faith, then has your life really been changed mm. by Jesus? Mm. Right. That's kind of the. That's where my. That's where my mind falls when I think of that because it's like when you give Jesus your heart because that's what He wants, right? And you yeah. see all throughout the New Testament where it talks about from the overflowing of your heart comes out of the mouth. Yep. Right. And everything starts from the heart. That if you genuinely give your heart to Jesus, why wouldn't you want to show it through your action? And don't get me wrong. It's hard. Okay? Yeah. It's really hard. Because there are times where I'm like, I want to tell this person off. <laughs> you know? Like, you should try driving down I-45. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or 1488 or just driving in general. And Yeah, anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. If I'm in the truck, I tell myself off probably. I don't know. I like the sticky statement, though, that Pastor Steve said. He says, never tell someone you've changed Ooh. Show them that you've changed. I like that. That's the hardest part. I, I can really sit here all like day that. and be like, I'm sorry, I've changed. I promise I've changed, but if I don't show you, I haven't changed. Yep. It means nothing. No. One of my favorite sayings, I tell the youth this all the time, uh, and they're probably getting really, really annoyed with me saying this, but it's true. Uh, persistence wears down resistance. Yeah. Right? Hmm. And so, like, we go, to, so uh, I can speak specifically about like youth camp. Okay, we go, you have, and this youth camp this summer was like super, super powerful. Like it's October and we still talk about it. Right. So like, that's really just how powerful it was. But you can go to camp and be changed and come back and be like on fire. Right. But if you're not persistent in showing people that you've changed, like okay, so like I think about like if you're having like like some of these kids, like m- maybe if you had a problem with your parents, okay, and you come home and you're changed, it's kind of to be expected, 
right? Like you went to youth camp. You're on fire for Jesus. Cool. But it's keeping that fire. It's being persistent with that fire where parents go, oh, you've actually changed. You're not just on fire. You've genuinely changed. Yeah. Right? What's that Thursday night high Yeah. youth camp? Yeah. And you get back on the van. You're like, man, when I get back, I'm going to set the world on fire. And right. by Saturday, you're right back into what you used to always be doing. Or yep. you're not as on fire for God as you should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, and that's persistence wears down resistance. So if there's resistance against, no, you really haven't changed. Yeah. You really haven't changed. Well, you got to be persistent about it. I always tell my kids, my own kids, whenever we're having the same discussion every single week, almost at the same time about something that they haven't done, which is something they know they should do, I'm like, stop telling me that you're going to do it and show me that you're going to do it, and that is when I know you have it. Right. You right. Ser- yeah. That, that's it. I mean, it's the same way in our relationships, right? I mean, you know, I may or may not be sometimes stubborn. May or may not. It's more on the... Not confirmed. Yeah. Well, no, it's confirmed. Oh, I mean, if you you (laughs) asked around. Um, But there's some things, even in myself, that I've got to change, and and I've got to show people that I've changed, especially the people closest to me. Right. That's the hardest part. Yeah, the people closest to you get the, you know... um, they get all the great things. The short end me. of the stick. Oh well, yeah, I guess the short end of the stick. Yeah, I was gonna say all the great things. Oh, oh, okay. but that's not really true. <laughs> I mean, they sometimes they do. <laughs> you know, they sometimes they do get the amazing things. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, like, like so. Me and my wife just got amazing news today. My wife was is uh, just got a job offer. Yeah, and it's fantastic, right? And so in that situation, it's like, yes, woo! Like that, like I'm getting the best of it, right? Yep. Like she, so she had like the, not the interview, but she had the phone call with her, but like her future boss, right? And she came out and she was like jumping up and down and super excited. In that case, I got the best because it was great news, right? Yeah. But if we flip it to where, let's say, I went and I had an awful day, okay? Hmm. When I come home. Most likely, my family's going to get the worst of that. Oh, yeah. Right. Most definitely. Because it's your family. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the, the part where sometimes they do get the, end of the, the short end of the stick. And sometimes they get the long end of the stick. And the you sad know? thing is, is that in any in instance, it's not your family's fault. No, it never is. And the other thing is, is it's not the other person's fault either. It's yours for your attitude. Yeah. Your emotions are your responsibility. Yes, your actions are your responsibility. Very much so. And that's such a that's such a weird thing, because a lot of times we like to. Well, I wouldn't have felt that way if it wasn't for you or for this or for that. But a lot of times it's like, but you let yourself go there. Yeah, you know. And that's for me. Okay, so I'm an emotional person. Period. If you've seen me talk, if you've seen me anything, you know that I like the I like emotions, right? Whether it's crying, whether it's super happy, jumping around being rambunctious. I love emotions. I'm an emotionally driven person. So for me, I have to, you have to be able to speak that truth Hmm. to yourself of I'm feeling this way because I chose to feel this way and working yourself out of that. Yeah. You know, because it's hard. It's really hard. Emotions, how I, you know, what's your being to you are. Yeah. And, this is really interesting because I had this conversation with my wife last night. Is it's a gift being Your emotionally emotions? driven? Yeah, emotions are a gift. Yeah, but at the same time, can't wait to hear this. 
It's can a gift? Also, it can be. Okay. It can be. Okay. But at the same time, it also can't be. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Yes. I know I completely contradicted myself right there. It's Maybe a double-edged so. sword, though. Yeah. Like any, like any gift that God's given you. Like, man, like, I'm really good at tasks. That's awesome. But there's a, there's a backside of it where you can lose people in the task. Yeah. Right? So it's that, it's that double-edged sword thing. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And then just in general, just people are hard. Yes, absolutely. You hear that, everyone who's listening right now? You're hard. All seven of you? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, like, we don't know what kind of baggage that each, other's, each other bring to the table. Yeah. And yet we're supposed to make ourselves approachable as Christians so that we can show people that we that we care for them and i'm i'm talking just as much to myself but it's especially difficult when we're you know i mean it's it's hard to be married yeah it's hard to be a dad it's hard to be a mom yeah it's hard to be a kid these days oh it it absolutely is cuz they're inundated yeah. with bad news and they don't it's know how everywhere. to how to see the good in things yeah and that's we could speak about that for hours. Yes, we could. Genuinely, but absolutely. It, it's hard being any of those things, you know? And I don't really know what to, talk, like, to say I can't believe that, I stumped you, know? you. It's just pretty amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, no, I, it is hard being all of those things. But for some people, they react to it differently. Yeah, you know, I mean, our selfishness, our stubbornness, our, you know, just really, it's how God made us. It's kind of to go back. I mean, you say, you know, being emotional is a double-edged sword. I mean, but that's how God made you. He made Absolutely. you emotional, which is, which in many instances, in many cases, is a great, great thing. Yeah, and then sometimes we have to harness that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it could be the same way in our stubbornness. I mean, it's okay to be stubborn. Oh yeah. Because that means like you're willing to like okay, like on a you know integrity thing like like an integrity problem right yeah. where it's like no I need to have integrity here I'm going to have to say no it is good to be stubborn in that situation where you're like I'm not doing that yes I'm not gonna let that happen or however the situation is it is phenomenal to be stubborn in that situation yeah but the double edged sword of it is. What if it's not a situation? What if it's just your perspective? What about if it's just what you like versus what someone else is li- someone else likes? Where there's not like a right or a wrong. Yeah, you know. And I don't really know where this is going, but I remember uh, my wife and I've been married now for uh, 16 years, I believe. I'm pretty good at remembering that. I can't remember my kids' birthdays, but I, you know, you should go to the doctor with me sometime just to experience that. But um, I can't remember my kids' birthdays, but I remember when we first got married. You know, I was like, okay, I'm I'm the husband. Not that I really walked around saying this. I mean, I, I knew I was the husband. Right. But I'm the hey, everyone, yeah. yes. I'm the husband. Yeah. Yeah. Hold this. Did you hear me? You know? And so, but whenever we would have a problem, I want to fix it. Yeah. And she finally told me one time, she was like, I really just need for you to listen. And that's what it comes back down to being approachable. Right. To be approachable, you have to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. God gave us two ears, one mouth. Yeah. Um, Use them in that order. Yeah, pretty much. You know, but but even like when our kids come to us or or when the youth come to you and they have a problem, 
there is a bit of them that there's a part of them that wants you to fix it. Yeah. But really, they just want you to listen. They want to be validated. But it's the same way in our you walk know. with God. Absolutely. I, I go to God because I want him to fix it. Yeah. He wants me to come to him so that he knows that I li- that he's listening. Right, because he's already got it fixed. Yeah, because if I know that he's listening and if I would just take that approach when I come to God, yeah, things would be a little bit easier. That's good. That's good. Knowing that he hears you. Right. Because if I know that God hears me, then he's going to hear my faintest cry and my loudest praise. Yep. yep. Or vice versa. That's and good. if I know that he can hear me, which he can, right? You're starting to talk about that even like with, with the youth, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that he can hear me. God is approachable. Mm-hmm. If God, who's the creator of the world, is approachable, right? How? Why are we not, as Christians? That's that dude. That's good. That's really good. That's you stumped me again, Matt. That's good. Well, it just must be a good week, but. <laughs> um, but no, really. I mean, I had I last night. I I I was at home and I got home and my wife and I were talking and I was reading something on Facebook from a friend of mine. And I'm not going to go too much into the depth with it, but right. I don't know how I would handle it if her kid came to her with this information and yep. and and um and and I and I got to thinking. I was like, wow, she's made herself really approachable. Yeah, the church has spurned her. Yeah. You know, and she mentioned that in face on Facebook, and and I don't know if that's always the place to air our grievances, right? But yeah. that's for a different story. Yeah, but that's a different topic. But she made herself approachable to her kids. Now, if you knew this particular mom, she's been divorced twice. Mm-hmm. This last one, the dad literally just left her, and um, wow, and she has four kids, four girls. Mm-hmm. Three of them are in high school. Wow, she has triplets and then uh, another triplets. Yeah, Holy and, smokes! And then a freshman in in college. And um, but she makes herself available and approachable to her kids because one, I don't know what I would do with four girls. I struggle with the one I have. <laughs> I mean, she's only six, so I, I, you know, but but I appreciated her openness, mm-hmm. but and her vulnerability. I think some of it too is making ourselves vulnerable. Ooh. Not only do we have to be approachable, we have to yeah. be vulnerable. Vulnerability. In a lot of in a lot of instances, makes you approachable. If you don't shut down, right? I mean, think you and I are pretty creative. Yeah, and we are a part of a worship team that's really creative, and we, yeah, you know, and things like that. And it can get really, really easy to shut down when you hear the negative. Oh yeah, that's we actually just had that conversation yesterday, which yeah. is really interesting. So. I'm a people pleaser by heart. Okay. I love making people happy. I like I like the nice words from people. My number one in love language is affirmation. Yeah. Right. But that makes it hard for me to be open to critique. That's yeah. the double edged sword. It right is. There, right. And it, it makes it hard for me to be open to critique. Because if you're critiquing it, that means I wasn't enough. But really that's not it. Mm-mm. It's hey, I love you. I want the best for you. I'm going to tell you in a way that you can get better, hmm. right? And I have to very much, because because of who I am, I have to very much go, no, they love me. I need to accept that critique, and they're telling me that out of love because they love me. Not because they want to tear me down, but because they're telling me, hey, this is a way that you can be better, right? Because a lot of times we're blind to our own faults, blind to our own shortcomings 
Yeah. Because we don't want to see it. That's how I am. I don't want I, I don't want to see how I suck. I see it every you know? day. Right. I wake up in the morning and I don't have hair. <laughs> you look good without hair though. I know. I just shaved today. It's nice. Oh, it's all nice and smooth. It is like a baby's never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about something serious, and then, and then I just, we started talking about I it. went there, but uh, yeah. no, but really, like, I think as Christians, we also have to make ourselves vulnerable to God. Oh, absolutely. But we don't want to. It's hard. Do we really want him to look into our our the our innermost depths? Yeah, the places where we think we can hide things from him, which we can't. Yeah. Right, and let him reveal those things. That's the question. That's oh, you were dipping. You were dipping into some waters here. Or we're dipping. We're dipping. Dipping or (laughs) dipping. Yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, man. I can't help it. No, it's good. Dipping. That's all right. That's a new word here. So we're gonna be we're gonna be dipping into this hashtag um, dipping. Hashtag dipping. I love it. Um, That's that's where the whole. So okay, backtrack. At youth, we're going through this three week series called the, the Trinity. And we're going through and talking about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, right? Exactly, actually, in that order. I would hope so. Um, and so this last week we talked about God, and I'm actually really excited to talk about Jesus this coming week, but I'm really excited about talking about the Holy Spirit hmm. because the Holy Spirit is something that is not often talked about in churches and is something that is, to some people, a little bit weird, how the Holy Spirit works. But the really interesting thing is the Holy Spirit brings conviction mm-hmm. to our hearts, right? Yeah. But the reason why I say that is because conviction is not a bad thing. Conviction is a prompting by the Spirit. To change. To change. Because this is the crazy thing. Because God doesn't want us to be blind to it because he loves us. Yeah. Because a lot of times we view conviction as, you know, I really screwed up. But no, it's not. You could be convicted by a thought you had in your head. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a grandiose, gigantic moral failure for you to, like, oh, now I feel convicted. No, like, conviction should be happening every day. It's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. But are you allowing the Spirit to prompt you in that way? Well, it's just, it really, I agree with you. It comes down to the fact, I mean, like, our wives could convict us. Oh, yeah. I mean, thank God for that. The Spirit, I mean, the Holy yeah. Spirit speaks through people. Yeah. You know? Well, but that's where that's the thing. Do we want to be open to what people might have to pour into us? Right. As a person, I would say that that answer is no. I don't want to hear what I've done wrong. Right. Absolutely. I want you to tell me all that I've done good. Yeah. I, I want to hear about all the great things that I've done. Yeah. From your perspective. Yeah. You know. I mean, I want to hear that I mowed the grass. I didn't. My hey, kid does. That's you mowed the grass. Thank you. I didn't actually, though. My kid did. <laughs> oh, good job. I mean, I, but but no, I mean, we want to get that pat on the back, and we want that, because then we want to turn around and be like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. We don't want to sit there and go, hey, look at God, look at God, look at God, yep. because of our life change. That's what we don't want to do, and yep. that's what I don't understand. We yep. live in a world right now where all it says is, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. I, I just got this. I just got that. You know, this just happened. 
I got a promotion. That's awesome. But if you took a step back and gave it a bird's eye view, isn't that God leading and guiding you if you call yourselves a follower of Christ? Because he's, he's, he sees ahead of us, and he's saving us from having to go through something bad. Oh, yeah. We talked about that this last week. God knew every single thing that we were ever going to do before he even created the earth. Yeah. Because he is the three omnis, yeah. omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. Yes. I'm glad I remembered those off I'm the top very, of my head. I'm very, very proud Holy of Holy smokes. Because had we gotten to the third one, I was going to be like omni-theater. I don't know. but <laughs> Omni-theater. Yes. But he's all of those things. He's all-powerful. He is everywhere all the time. And he is, oh my gosh, I'm about to pull up my notes from Sunday. Holy smokes, I can't remember him. Anyways, basically he's perfect and all-powerful. Yes, he is. And it's really interesting because... Like he knew what we were gonna do before we even did it, and that's a power. That's a part of. Uh, he's all powerful. Sorry, I have my notes up. He's all knowing. That's what I was missing. He's all knowing. So, yeah. He like we get ourselves into a pickle all the time, but at this, but God's like, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna get you out of it. I'm gonna get you out of it. He knew that we would be sitting in this room one day with wires hanging out of the ceiling. Still, yeah. Update: It hasn't been to fixed. record. This he knew yeah. that we would come into each other's lives for however long. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, who thought that? Yeah, he knew that Texas Grand Chapel would be in the building that it's in. That's crazy because I can tell you for sure because uh, I'm pa- I'm Pastor Steve's son. So yeah. what? Yeah, what? Huh? We share the same last name. That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. All this time. It's kind of weird because he doesn't have hair and I do have hair. So a lot of people don't see the resemblance. No. <laughs> um, but so I've been I've been at Texas Grand Chapel since literally the beginning. Um, like the beginning. Um, and originally, the original plan, because we were, so before we moved into the building, we were at the high school. Right. So we were, you know, setting up and tearing down every Sunday. And we thought we were just going to do that. Until we were able to go f- afford a building, right? And that was that was the thing. And then COVID hit, yeah. and the high, the high school was like, "You can't come back in," right? And which is understandable. Oh, absolutely. I'm not faulting the school for that. There, it's safety, safety precautions. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's crazy because then we had someone from the congregation email my dad, shout out Derwin, and was like, "Hey, I know someone that owns this building, and their tenants just left." Hmm. We're like, "What?" So we go and look. And it was a, that's a whole crazy story in and of itself for a whole other podcast. But we never thought we'd be where we're at because we thought our in our human brains, from what we thought we knew, we were just going to be in the high school forever. Yeah. And we were, and this is crazy because when we were in the high school, we were having youth outside in the backyard of my parents' house, in the cabana. Right, that's what we were doing at that moment in the cabana. Could you see Homer Simpson in the tree? And that's just for another thing. I'm sorry. That's, to yeah, that's a, that's an inside joke. So if Pastor Steve hears this, uh, he'll understand it. No one else will, unfortunately. But right. no, okay, I never well, did. Yeah. I now think we saw some. No fun, one else could either. I got so I got a lot of funny stories from when we were back there in the cabana doing youth. Like, was your theme song like Coco Cabana? No. Oh, we didn't have a theme song. Well, we should have. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, Her name was Lola. No. She did the conga. Mm-hmm. I don't even really remember it. I don't either. Okay, sorry. <laughs> But Anyways, all the great w- things that God has done, which was not that song, apparently. No, so. no. 
but it was kind of weird because like we thought we were going to be in the high school forever and then we we're going to have to just figure out how we we're going to do youth ministry and then all of a sudden we got gifted a building not gifted like we still like we pay for it and all that kind of stuff but yeah. like it, in a way it felt like god gifted it to us yeah because it was in a time where you know we didn't know and now i'm like we don't have to meet in the backyard anymore <laughs> I don't have to go to my parents' house every yeah. Sunday night to go lead youth in a backyard yeah. because my mom has a petting zoo back there. She so does. we'll be sitting there talking, and I'll be like, yeah, man, like Jesus is so awesome. And all of a sudden, I hear, dude, yeah. ma- like this massive, not massive donkey. It's actually a miniature donkey. But you hear this donkey in the background with this massive voice just start hee-hawing because it's mad that we're not giving it snacks. I, I, uh, uh, I, I performed a wedding last spring and there was a donkey out in the field and when i said who gives this woman you know to this yeah. guy i don't think i said guy all of a this sudden dude yeah this man this bro because i really couldn't consider him a man because he used to be in my youth group when i led that youth group oh gotcha and so it was a little bit hard just to consider all these things but as i said that you know uh i think his name was cletus or something the donkey oh uh you know it's like he was saying no. It's like I, I actually object. Yeah, and I think he did. I mean, we waited, we paused, we, and then I just kept let him say moving. his piece. Yeah, I mean, he was out in the field, but it was funny. So I do understand the whole donkey aspect of it. Yeah, because uh, well, they're we, loud. Uh, yeah, and they're annoying. Yes, they are. But it was, but we got gifted. Well, not gifted. Like I said, it felt like a gift. But it is a gift. We we're at we're at a spot now where we're like. Oh wow, we actually have like a meet, like we have a place that we can meet where it's like designated like at this time it's for youth. It's not like we're having to make do with the backyard because there was a pool in the backyard. So lo and behold, every Sunday there was a kid that jumped in. Even when I said, "Hey guys, we're not swimming today," lo and behold, we would play like a like a big thing because my parents have some woods. Was we'd play like manhunt, or yeah, like basically a grown up version of hide and go seek, which there's no difference. It's manhunt or hide and go seek, they're the same thing. Lo and behold, someone would jump in the pool and hide in the pool. Like, oh, I was just trying to win. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, <laughs> I need you to get out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, every time. And it was it got to the point where it was just comical, where yeah. I was like, I guarantee he's going to jump in. Yeah. Shout out Nathaniel. Nathaniel always jumped in. There you go. You know, but it was kind of, God knew that when we didn't think we were going to move in, to bring it back full circle, we wouldn't have never dreamed at that moment where... Oh, we're about to be in a building, but where we don't have to set up and tear down. Yeah, but the lady who allowed you, yeah, to well, it all started with Derwin. Yeah, Derwin to the lady who's the landlord. It wasn't just the words that she said; it was her actions by being open to letting a church come in there. Yeah, it how exactly incredible was. is that? And then now, if you took a step back, think of all the great things God's done in that building. Oh, which is not the church. It's crazy, yeah. Right, it just That's, in that building. It just uh, in the building. The tool, quote unquote. Yeah. Yes, I mean, just think of all the great things. Yeah, and all the, the people who have come, come in the doors, all the Bible studies that have been had there. Yep. All the different events that have been had there. We're getting ready for a great one this month, Fall Fest. Ooh, Fall Fest. I mean, you had extravaganza last year. Now you're gonna. Now we're gonna do Fall Fest. We did VBS for the first time ever yep. in a building. You we didn't did have to worry away. about it. Yeah, we had disciple now. Yep. I mean, awesome stuff going on because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Something where that building it was doesn't a happen. Pandemic. 
Yeah, the building may not happen if COVID never happens. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would have never. I'm trying to see how many times I can say happen. Happened. Happened. It would have never happened if it didn't happen. And the dipping is. I don't even know where I was go there, but anyways. <laughs> That never happens if the pandemic never happens. Exactly. Because we would still be going with the model and the strategy that we had with staying in Connor High. Yeah. Meeting that, in the large LGI, the large group instructional building or <laughs> a room or whatever. But that's the cool thing about God. And that's scriptural. I mean, like, we may have our own plans, but God directs our steps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's uh, in Psalms. It's Psalms 139. Thank you, because I went blank with all 66 Bibles. So, uh, you know, not Bibles. What am I doing today? <laughs> Anyways. Um, what am I doing today? <laughs> but no, really, like, just think about it. And it and it makes me take a step back and be like, well, where are we going to be in three years? Yeah. God, what are you going to do in the, in the lives of the people that we come in contact with if we as Texas Grand Chapel will just open up ourselves to be used and to be vulnerable and to be vulnerable Ooh. to how God leads. Yeah. What is he going to do? Oh, this is, yeah, that's it. It's, it's cause like, what's he going to do in your families? A lot of amazing things, man. What's he going to do in your families? Absolutely. Who knows? Yeah. That's, Every- the, that's the craziest part of it all is like, you can think yeah. you can come to God and be like, all right, God, I have a plan. But at the end of the day, you're not God. Oh no. You're not God. So in the, so what you're talking about is Psalms 139 verse 16. It says, "Your eyes saw my unformed body, mm-hmm. all the days ordained for me were written were, sorry, were written in your book before one came to be." He already knows. Yeah. He's already got it planned. All we have to do is like, "All right, God, What's the next right thing? What is the next step? What is the next thing that you have? And a lot of times, he's like, right where you're at. And that's what the hard it? part is waiting. Yeah, it's the waiting. And so oh, I heard this. I don't even remember where. It may have been in Chi Alpha when I was in, when I was in college. You were in a sorority? No, Chi Alpha was a, it's, it sounds like <laughs> it's Everyone's like, oh, you were a frat dude? I'm yeah. like, no, I wasn't. Chi Alpha was a, a student ministry. Oh, okay. I got a student. Uh, it was not student-led, but it was a ministry on campus. At Chi Alpha in the Greek, I believe, means with God. Oh, of course it does. Now I feel bad for even saying you were part of a girls group. No. Okay. Sorry. Juliana was. Shout out. I was the first man of Zeta because she was president, so I was the first man. Do you have a plaque? No, that... I wasn't really recognized as the first man. It was just kind of something that I said. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was like a big deal. I was no, like, wow. No. So other. So let me understand this. Juliana was okay with other girls recognize you, recognizing you as the first man, but really what you did was just recognize yourself as the first man. Well, me and all my Chi Alpha buddies. Okay. Everyone who was in my small group. Well, yeah, since y'all are with God. I mean, you uh-huh. can't see me right now, but I just did air quotes. Air quotes. When I did with God. Um, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I don't even know what's going on right now. We're, we were in a good conversation, and then now we're talking about you, you sororities the, and yeah, me being the first the, man. You were the first man. From now on, I will only be referred to as the first man. So I hope so. Hmm. That'll be fun. <sighs> It'll be great. Probably gonna get you a shirt. Maybe. What were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Making ourselves vulnerable and allowing God to use us and and making ourselves approachable. Mm. 
God has to soften our hearts for us to be approachable. Yeah. I believe that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I th- and I think that the best ways that we can make ourselves approachable starts with the people that are always around us. Mm-hmm. Because that's crazy. That that's really good. It it, it starts with God's not going to give you like I need you to go out to talk to this random person on the like prophesy or go and speak to this random person. Go pray for this random person if you're not already praying for your family. Hmm. Praying for the people that are already in your life. See, yeah. God's not going to give you more than you can handle, right? But a lot of times we want him to because we want the recognition of doing the things that we can't handle, right? It's really, it's kind of, because like, God's not going to say, hey, I want you to go speak at this massive event if you've never even, you know, gone in. Okay, so we had some technical difficulties right there. So this is kind of a, a chopped little bit. It was I started <laughs> hearing music because I have a headphones on. I started hearing music, and it was actually the outro music from last week. And I was like, "Huh, what is is this? My computer telling me that we're done talking? We're Pretty not much. done talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but I don't even remember what I was talking about because that was really weird and threw me. Well, off you're my saying game. that God's not going to give us anything more than we can handle, right? Here's the deal with that. I don't know that that's really scriptural, right? Like, because if God's mm. going to always take care of us, and we believe that, and He's the one handling it, He's the one handling it. That is good. You're I right. I don't know. I mean, I've heard that a million times too, but I've looked in Scripture and I've never really seen that. Yeah. You know, I think of like when Jesus was out in the desert and Satan came to tempt him. Mm-hmm. God still took care of it. Yeah. You know, and even when Jesus was hanging on the cross, and he, or or all the events leading up to him going to the cross for us, mm-hmm. he was still asking, "Hey, if you let this cup pass by, yeah, you know, but like God, if you if you could take this cup out of my hands, yeah, God, I think that's what he said. I think. God knew. Yeah, it's like no, you got to go do this. Yeah, you got to go do this. You got to go through this because I've got something better for you on the other side. Right. I don't know. That is right. No, 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 no. I hear what, exactly what you're saying. I hear exactly what and you're saying. And I don't saying. know you're what right. this side is. I think is. you're right. I mean, like, we sit there all the time, and we're like, I just want God to get me through this. I want God to get me through this. But right, but what about if if in the middle of it, he's refining us mm. so that later on down the road, we can be used? Because we've he's already been through us. whatever that is. Yeah, he's preparing I us. I don't know. What is he preparing our church, the church, not our church, the church for? Yeah, the capital C church. Yeah. Well, even Texas Grand Chapel. Yeah. What is he preparing it? I don't know, but yeah. I'm anxious to see where it goes. Oh, me too. I think that I, I have this like almost like this kind of feeling in the air, almost where it's like there's something like Phil it's Collins. Something I've got a feeling I can feel it coming in the I'm air. I'm gonna be tonight. honest with you; I've actually never heard that song. Okay, well, I mean, if our boy Joey's listening, he just drove off the road. Sorry, sorry, Joey. Yeah, it's okay. We'll introduce. Oh, you. you're talking about the the best. He's a drummer, guitar- Phil Collins. Yeah, drummer. Cool. You should listen to it. Okay. Okay. You know, like Joey Wells, the best gigging the best guitarist, gigging guitarist in, in all of Conroe. Conroe. All of Conroe. And it really matters how far Conroe stretches. Mm. And then I'll get back to actually talking about God for a moment. But no, really, like, think about it. What does he have in store for the church? Yeah. If we just allow him to work through us. Yeah. If we just pray for him to work through us. Yeah. Doesn't matter how big our prayers are. I've been doing air quotes during this whole this thing. This entire time. Maybe we got to add the video element to this at some point. That would not be good. <laughs> it means I'd have to actually get dressed. You would have to you actually know. do your hair. My, yeah, my hair is like, I look like a mad scientist that got struck by lightning. 
Uh, yeah, you do. And I just don't. And then we'd have to do makeup, and that's where I really try to draw the line. Oh, no, I draw the line at makeup. Yeah, you don't want to show your blemishes. That's okay. And I, I'm human. There's words today that I never thought I would use, and blemish was definitely one of them. Dippening was one of them. <laughs> Dippening, blemishes, and I feel like Joey from Friends doing air quotes. And But at least I'm doing them in the right Context. Place. Yeah, context. Yeah, that's place. good. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. Uh, to go back, I sit here and just, it, it makes me sit there in awe and wonder to wonder how is God going to use us if we would allow ourselves to be approachable to the people that we come in contact with every single day yeah. to make a difference? Because I don't have to go save that person. God will. Oh, absolutely. It's but, not It's not on your shoulders. Yeah. But sometimes we have a God complex. Where it is on our shoulders. Yes. Because yeah. we put it there. Yeah. Yeah. We're the ones who put it there. And that's, and that's where a lot of people get to where they're like, I can't do it. You're right. You can't. We're just You're not actually the one who's doing it. We're right. called to be a light in a dark, dark world. Yeah. And that doesn't mean standing up on top of a, at a street corner, you know, holding up my Bible, scream, jumping up and down screaming, unless God just leads you to do that. But right. I don't always agree with that because that's not what Jesus did. No. Jesus he came had and meals showed with people. us. He, was, he had meals with people. Yep. They, I mean, look at back at Acts two, how the church was. Yeah, and, every, and I love this part. And every day, God added to their number. Yeah. Have you noticed that every Sunday lately, since we've come out of this Delta variant, and God's been adding to our number. Yeah. And we can't get pumped up about that. Oh yeah. I get Absolutely. pumped up about that. Yeah. But in all the the the. I'm going to use another word that I'm pretty sure is not real. Rigamarrow. Rigamarrow. I've I can't heard it spell before. it. Dippening, rigamarrow, and blemish. I'm just going to try to go for the big three. But <laughs> in all of the minutia, if you will, good gracious, why are we using... Minutia. I, I need a right, dictionary. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, but think about it. We, we, we come off a of Sunday as a church where here in uh, two weeks we're going to or basically a week and a half, we're going to do... People have already said they want to get baptized. Oh, yeah. We're baptizing. God's adding to our number. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, I mean, that just through that, God's adding to our number. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, look at us, look at us, look at us. We're, you know, one day we're going to have 600 people there. But I said, but if we as Texas Grand Chapel, and I don't just mean the staff, would just right. sit back and allow and say, God, how are you going to use me today? I like that. I like that point right there because that's when it that's when it goes. A lot of times, because churches in America are oftentimes consumer oriented, so they're like, "Oh, the yeah. church, the church will save them. The church will save them." The crazy thing is, is you are the church. Yes, you're talking about a building. That's just a tool. Yeah, you are the church. So you also, it's not on this backs of the staff to grow the church it is not it's on everyone's backs we're on the same team it is everyone on the same team it's not uh texas grand chapel versus you know chapel grand church down whatever just a random name it's not actually a church that's cool it's just a random name that i came up with right (laughs) down the road it's not us versus them it's us together reaching people who are lost reaching people who do not yet know jesus yeah and it's how are we gonna do that not as not as you know the corporation of or the 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 in whatever uh, organization of Texas Grand Chapel. It's us as the congregation. 
how are we going to go out there and reach people? It's like, so me and Juliana just moved into a neighborhood that is still being built, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. are the first house on our street that is built. We're the first people to move in on our street. You can bet that I'm going to go meet these neighbors next to me. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to go bake them banana bread. Who doesn't like banana bread, right? Unless you're allergic and that stinks. I'm so sorry. But there's also pumpkin bread. That's fantastic too, right? And go talk to these people and get to know them. Are you going to tell them that you were the first man of Zeta? Which just sounds like some like Zelda thing, really. It does. If I, was to, I mean, I love that game. Oh, Legend of Zelda is phenomenal. Sorry, that's probably for a different podcast. But <laughs> no, but you're right. So on Tuesdays, Pastor Steve and I meet for coffee. Okay, and right shout now, out Hebrews. Shout out Hebrews, Hebrews coffee, coffee House. Um, we play there on the first the first yeah, Saturday much, whatever of the month. this Saturday is, but it's awesome. Shout out Hebrews. Where to go, Jeff Wood? All the other all, all the things. <laughs> so, um, but so we we meet every Tuesday, and we got to talking yesterday about the reach that Texas Grand Chapel has. Yeah, there are people who live in League City. Yeah, yeah. There are folks who live up around the lake on Lake Conroe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple that drives down from uh, Huntsville. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. think how far the reach of little old Texas Grand Chapel, not because of what the people are saying, look at me, look at me, but it's what God is doing through the people. Yeah. How far is that reach? We're planted where we need to be because there's people around us that still need to be reached. It, ooh. That's a sticky note in itself. If I had Thank a, you, Jesus, because that was not of myself. Right, because... <laughs> I'm not that smart. Your eyes look like they're about to bug out of your head when you were saying that. You're like, whoa. Did I really just say that? <laughs> what is my mouth doing right now? <laughs> it's moving. Ah! But, <laughs> but no, really. I mean, just think about... And, and, and so that goes back to the good news. Oh, yeah. Like... When Pastor Steve says, don't just tell them that you've changed. Go show them that you've changed. Mm. As neighbors, go show, put, show people that you've changed. Yeah. Not to condemn them, but to Absolutely. be like, hey, let me share this with you. Oh, you have a problem? How can I help you? Yeah. I mean, you were telling Being me a story neighborly. before we started this about Pastor Steve driving a sweet little old lady to the doctor. Yeah. Shout out Mama. Ethel? No, no, her, her name, name I don't actually know what her real name is. Well, so there's this 80s. really it sweet lady that braids my sister's hair. Her name is Auntie Show. Well, that's what we call her. Okay. Um, and she ha- her mom lives with them at their house, and so uh, we call her Mama. She's just a su- the sweetest, sweetest can be lady, and my dad had, a, had just one day was like, hey, like, well, one day Auntie Shell asked my dad, I was like, hey, can you just drive her to the doctor? We both got work. We can't yeah. do it. My dad had time, and so that's what he went and did. He made himself available. Made himself available. Absolutely. He made himself available, and that is the crazy thing. And that's what we need to be doing as a church, is making ourselves available to the community. <laughs> and we have Fall Fest coming up to do that. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm excited about Fall Fest, but I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not going to compare them, but there's another event that's coming up, too, that's specific to youth. I'm actually really excited about. Uh, it's called uh, a zombie run. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the Friday before Fall Fest. Yes. I'm really stoked about that. Really Does it stoked. Inzo- involve a lot of running because. I mean, yeah. you already had me doing keto right now, so I'm. Oh heck out yeah! Running carb free since '93, baby. Not really, I but don't think, I don't know about that. I wasn't even born carb in '93. Carb free since three minutes ago, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> 
it it has a it has a decent amount of running. That is a decent amount of running. It's not too too far. It's gonna be hosted at the church, but that's another event that's coming up. So shout out to my youth that are uh, that have listened to the first podcast and that hopefully will listen to the second podcast. Invite your friends. Hmm. Invite them. Oh, I, I dude. So we have a so Sorry, I'm within the youth text message from the marketing girls and never mind. I'll just stop. That's just <laughs> so within the within a youth group, we have something called a Discord, right? Yes, which just allows us to be able to send funny memes, uh, chat, hang out. We all play video games together on Discord. And so, like last night when the stream or when the uh, podcast went live, I like sent the link through Discord, and I had like. I specifically one of the kids texts me and goes, I loved it. And I was like, oh, you actually listened to it. Because, you know, like I'll send links on there of like, like, you know, uh, little devotionals or like worship songs that I've been listening to. And I'll like send them on there. And because we actually have like a channel specifically for music suggestions. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't actually think that like maybe they don't listen to it, all that kind of stuff. Right. But I sent that and like, I kid you not, an hour later, I had a text and I was like, huh, dang. It was a 37-minute thing, so like he was pretty quick on getting on in and texting me. So I was like, okay, y'all are listening to what I send. So yeah. y'all are probably listening. Invite your friends to the zombie run because it's going to be fantastic. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to be all nice and tired for Fall Fest because it's 8 to 10. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be kind of late at night. Oh, for the love. It, it needs to be dark. It's not scary if it's light. If it's light outside, you know? You're, okay. You're right. I know. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, really. Things, great things are going on in the life of Texas Grand Chapel. Yeah, that's good news. Yes, it is. It's exciting. It's exciting to see what's coming up. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for episode two. Make sure to, if, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you download it. Press the bell button so you get notifications whenever we... Uh, post. If you're listening on Apple Music, go ahead and head down to the bottom of the page. Give us the five-star review or whatever you think we deserve. Do we deserve a one-star? If so, don't do it. Just send me an email. I'm Give us kidding. a five-star review and Lance and I will come over to the house and do something. Yeah. Like, say hi. We'll just pull up. Yeah. Hey! Knock on the door. Hey, what's up? Thanks and for just, giving us a five-star yeah, review. And just turn around and walk away. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's about all you get. If you give us a one-star review, we may go toilet paper your house. No. What's better is actually forking someone's yard is where you just get a bunch of forks and stick them upside down in their yard. I remember one time harder. in high school, and I don't know why we're talking about this, we licked the Oreos and stuck them to the side of the house. We didn't <laughs> use the high Oh, man. I like Oreos. that. Man. Be careful, Pastor Steve. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're coming for you. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We're out.